0: I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. This moment for Tuuka Rap Along the line stayed on the paint tip, saved by Rap. Again to the post to the door but Ra got a piece of the button
1: on oh, the wrist shot tip. saved by Rap.
2: Welcome back to the Boston B party. I'm David Rodriguez here with Tyler Scales, Tyler. Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday, Dave. Doing good.
2: We just heard some of uh, Tuca Rast highlights. He played his 500th career game the other night on Tuesday against Toronto. Got the win. That was always nice, but we'll touch base about Tuca later. Uh, I got a few things to say about him because I'm tired of all the Tuca bashing. I don't know about you. We can get into that later. You tell me.
1: Yep. Take your time on that.
2: All right. So we had a home-and-home series against Toronto. We went up to Toronto on Saturday night. Um, It wasn't... A true home and home series as Toronto played three games in four nights, and they on Monday night played against uh, the Washington Capitals. But Boston went in; they had a tough start on that game, down two go- yeah. down, bleh, down two goals early. Uh, fought their way back,
1: lost in overtime, four to
2: three. Highlights from that game. Any thoughts?
1: The Bruins have got to play better in the second period again because they keep. They keep just not doing good on the second period for some reason. Uh,
2: in that game, I actually thought was one of their better second periods. Um, I do believe they only had it got off to a little bit of a sloppy start, but I think they only had two shot uh, three shots against in that game. Let me pull up the stats and. Uh, but as far as second periods go, I thought that was one of their better ones. The second game that they played at home, I thought was a little on the sloppier side. It yep. wasn't quite as bad as it had been. But this game, I'm pretty solid that Boston only had three shots against in that game. In the uh, second that, that's period. good defense right there. Yeah, absolutely. But there was, uh, there was other issues with that game. Um, yeah. yeah, second period, 16 shots to three in b- favor of Boston.
1: Yeah, but were there any goals?
2: Uh, no goals in the second period of that game. Yeah, they got to put in the net. Five penalties in the second period of that game, only won by Boston. So uh, as far as... You know, yes, you would have liked to see them pot one with four penalties, eight penalty minutes, and a twenty minute period, but yeah,
1: it just wasn't a good power play
2: no unfortunately and the it power just,
1: play this year has always been pretty well so far
2: yeah i mean the the first unit i would i want to get more into this as we go along too, but I think the first unit and I know that they've got like thirty eight percent of uh no i'm sorry they got most of the goals like almost 75 percent of the goals that first line uh for the Bruins this year but that first power play unit it's i don't know if they're trying to be too cute if they they just they think they need that extra pass sometimes i see it a lot and then when that second unit comes out it's like the second unit's firing on all cylinders and they get better shots they take more shots it seems like and now granted um that first unit gets all the press. Uh, I don't yeah. know about you, but I hate the nickname, the Perfection line. I would name it almost anything else. Yeah, uh,
1: I agree with you on that part. Perfection
2: is such a high achievement, and where they are damn good, easily one of the best lines in hockey, top two or three at the very least. I I just I don't like that nickname.
1: Yeah, I understand how you feel about that. I, absolutely.
2: Listening to that game, I heard Jack Edwards say a few things. Um, One was about Toronto has only one defenseman signed through next year, which is interesting because their defense needs a little work. But they also have four forwards that have about 25% of their cap space. Does does nobody ever watch the Patriots? Do they not see how this is done? You you gotta value everything. You can't just hand people money.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs>
2: I, I I know we're, we're switching sports here. I'm sorry. Um, one of the players that I've always liked for Toronto was Tyler Berry. Now he came from Colorado. Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry. What did I say? Did I say Tyler Berry? Again, yeah. I did that earlier. I'm sorry. Uh, Tyson Barry comes via the uh, Nazem Kadri trade, career of 311 points, a minus 64. He's an offensive defenseman, but he is one of the defenders that I've always tried to keep an eye on uh, when he was out west, and now that he's in our division, I mean, you saw him the other night, he had a nice game, yep. no points really to show for it, but averaged about 21 minutes between... Uh, sorry excuse me I about 23 minutes between the two games couple of shots nothing really to speak of I, I guess I would have liked to see a little bit more of him but I, I mean as far as defensively I thought he had a pretty
1: decent game yeah I think he's one of Toronto's like better defensemen I always saw him back in Colorado he was definitely a playmaker back there
2: if we weren't so loaded on defensemen I'd say let's try for him as a free agent next year if yeah, they why can't, not? if Toronto can't sign him
1: yeah, I think he'd be a pretty valuable asset to the Bruins if he came.
2: Uh, another one of the uh, highlights from that was David Postonok scoring to tie the game late to send it to overtime. You know, talk about just being a leader. The guy is on fire. Um, yeah,
1: significant significant goal streak lately from David Postonok. He currently leads the goals. The... Uh, the league in goals, which is very awesome to see.
2: At 10, and you know, another thing Jack Edwards said on the broadcast the other night was about him hitting 50. I've read a couple articles as far as people talking about Pasternak hitting 50. He's even mentioned, yeah, it's in his mind. It's not his ultimate goal, but he would love to be a 50-goal scorer. We haven't had a 50-goal scorer since, do you know who? Cam Neely, back (laughs) in 1994, did it in 44 games.
1: If David Pasternak's goal is just to win the game for for his team... Help them help them win. I think he can definitely reach that 50 goal mark if it's not on his on his mind. Because if it goes in his mind, he'll want to get more goals, and it might it might lead to more saves for goalies that watch out for him. Because they they think he'd be focused on goals more than just helping his team get a, get a goal for themselves.
2: One of the other positives from that game is we saw Jake DeBrus finally get on the board. Uh, he scored with about 21 seconds left in the first period, and it was a goal that actually counted. It was a very nice goal. You know, being down too early, it was nice to see the team fight back and get that goal in the last minute. Um, I don't know. What, yeah. what did you think?
1: Yeah, good goal for DeBrusque. Happy for him to get another goal. It's, you know you saw him back in Colorado when he had a disallowed goal. He was really uh, rattled from that, so... To see him just keep his cool and get another goal is very good to see.
2: Yeah, he had a real good game in that game, too. He had a, a goal, five shots, and two hits. So that second line without Krejci because he was injured, is out injured, and they have since placed him on injured reserve. We'll listen to Cassidy talk about Krejci later. But that second line without him moving coil up, is it's been clicking. They've been moving. They've had good movement of the puck. They've been taking their shots. It's been nice to see that you have a a temporary replacement for a tremendous talent like David Krejci Um, again I thought the second period was better overall and we had the third period it started on a power play and we had Danton Heinen score his second of the year which was good to see
0: pokes it up Heinen now back to McAvoy. the wrist shot sizzles off the end boards Ritchie feathers it to Heinen he scores Richie a marvelous pass and Hyman picks the corner it's two two
2: I'd like to see a little bit more offensively from the fourth line, but defensively they've been solid that third line is a little in shambles right now yeah back has finally got back into the game after sitting for three straight um you know and he had a few hits but nothing really to speak of as far as points. Um, yeah. He was definitely in on a couple of shots.
1: I think the goal from Thane was really good. It saw, we saw Brett Ritchie get another assist. It was a pretty good one at that, too, for the power play. Um, I've also seen Sean Corrales get some assists, too, for the fourth line. We saw him with Joachim Nordstrom and Parlinum. He's been setting him up for good goals recently, which is good to see. So Sean Corrales is definitely a, an asset for the fourth line. Going into more of the games, and I think we will see more of him in the uh, upcoming games.
2: Yeah, they, he goes up his line. That fourth line goes up against. um Excuse me. That fourth line goes up against a, the first line of, of the other team from time to time, and it's always good to see your your quote lower lines doing that. I'm David Rodriguez here with Tyler Scales. This is the Boston Beat Party. Uh, we are talking about the. Toronto Maple Leafs and Boston Bruins home and home series. We just touched base on the first game. Now we're going to move on over to the second game. The second game had quite a few storylines going for us. Uh, we had Tuka in his 500th game. We had Bruce Cassidy with his 300th game behind the Boston bench. And we had David Postanox score his 300th point
0: all the way to the attacking line. Marshawn pulls the puck into the attacking zone. Low for Pasternak through the legs. He scores! The 300th point of David Pasternak's career.
2: So much to start with there.
1: That's <laughs> uh, just quite a lot of milestones for the Bruins roster with three pl- three players getting uh, some milestones there.
2: Yeah, and that was another good game. Um Boston wins it 4 to 2 at home. You know, they took yeah. three out of the four points as I predicted, not to pat myself on the back, but uh unfortunately, before that game, David Krejci that morning was put on disabled list uh with an upper body injury and later on that night we found out that Carson Kuhlman has a hairline non-displaced fracture in his right tibia he suffered that on Saturday against Toronto and he will be re re-evaluate, Reevaluated in four weeks it's too bad for that kid uh I thought no, he was bad. I thought he was pretty close to really just breaking out for the year um he's got some nice speed he fits I think he fits well on the right side of Krejci uh even on the right side of Coyle when he's up in Krejci's spot he's gonna be missed the two of them are going to be yeah, missed.
1: It's just unfortunate to see that second line just go down in Chambles, being on the injury list, especially with Carson Coleman. You know, I've always talked about how he was an amazing player. He'll definitely be a big asset for the—an important asset for the Bruins. Going oh, yeah, going forward, forward yeah. absolutely.
2: We also were missing Joachim Nordstrom from that game. He was out, I believe, with a lower body injury.
1: Yeah, quite a bit of injuries going for the Bruins so far, which is very unfortunate, but— he did
2: practice on Tuesday too, so you know who knows. Hopefully, we'll see him back this weekend. Yeah, I uh, hope so against St. Louis Stanley Cup rematch. All right, so we had Bruce Cassidy's 200th game as the Boston coach. He is after that game, he was 120. He is 123, 53 and 24. He was. I think we went over this earlier in the year. He was one of the fastest to 100 points. Uh, to, no, excuse me, to 100 wins as far as Bruins coaches. We also touched base about um, how he had mentioned about secondary scoring after the Tampa Bay lost. I think that when he speaks, the players listen. You could see it over these last two games. You had three other goal scorers.
1: Yeah, I believe I believe at least three players in that game scored yeah, for yeah. the secondary lining. Yeah, and I mean, Pasternak scoring is...
2: Pasternak. I mean, Pasternak. I think has like a five-game goal streak.
1: Yeah, that's that's very good. I don't I don't I don't think we've seen another player get a goal streak like that before. Yeah. For the Bruins especially. So
2: going into the second game, point streaks, just because I were brought up Marshawn had seven a seven game point streak with twelve points he added to that, so he's now at eight. Bergeron had a seven game point streak. Uh he did not score any points in that second game, but he has eight points he had eight points in that uh period. And Parsonak had six a six-game point streak, which he scored again, so he's up to seven. So you have two players with seven and eight-game point streaks. Uh, you had a, another player with seven who, unfortunately, that stopped. Things seem to be really clicking right now for that first line. Absolutely. Back to the secondary scoring, it was really nice to see... Heinen get another one. Debra- DeBrusk get one that counted. Uh, Richie and Lindholm both got one. So that's four players in the last two games that have gotten some the puck to the back of the net. And you really, you're really, really starting to feel better about this team. Not that you felt bad about them. I believe that they're a top five team. I said that at the yeah, beginning absolutely. of the year. Uh, they're, they're proving it. They're going to be a top four or five team easily this year. They might even be one of the best teams in the nhl i heard on the radio this morning so yeah
1: you know, it's possible to see them be the best team in the nhl for this season at least um yeah players such as david poshanock and Marshan, they've been such a significant as, asset for the uh for the bruins you're gonna going be talking to about points.
2: those two guys for years to come you know Mar- absolutely Marchand yeah. came from being a, a pest and a uh i i heard him referred to as a kenny linsman type player um a little, little pesty, but could put the puck in the net at the beginning of his career. And now every year you're talking about him potentially putting in 40 goals. Pastanak, we touch base, there's already talk after 10, after 9 games and 10, point, uh, 10 goals that he could hit 50 goals this year. Pastanak has had 3 straight seasons with 30-plus goals, going for 4. If he wasn't injured last year, I think he only played 66 games uh, and had 38 goals. He possibly could have hit 50 goals last year. That that goal from him in that second game for his 300th career point, uh, let's just take a second and listen to it. You know, gets that pass from the point and just backs in, in front of the net Puts it between his legs and puts it five hole. Like, yeah,
1: that was that was an awesome. That was probably his best goal this year. Yeah, absolutely. I,
2: I believe it was referred to on the broadcast as a if you wanted to see a circus goal, that was a circus goal.
1: Yeah, and you know we talked about the disallowed goals with three. Pasternak getting his first disallowed goal of the year with the probably Bergeron going offside. That must have lit a fire in him. Absolutely, it motivated him to just get a better goal than the one he got earlier. And that was probably his best goal I've seen in ever this year oh, i've ever seen i've seen ever from him from pasta yeah
2: yeah absolutely um he became the fourth bruins player to score 300 points in less three less than 350 games can you guess the other three players on there i know bobby Orr is one of them bobby Orr did it in 279 games ray bork did it in 316 games and barry peterson of the nesson broadcast team uh did it in 235 games um so i mean that's pretty amazing those are three three hall of famers right yeah bobby orr is a legend is peterson in the hall of fame if not i think he probably should be absolutely um it it definitely should be in the bruins hall of fame um those are three pretty good names to be compared to peterson bobby Orr, ray bork i mean yeah
1: that's very good for posternak he's definitely gonna be one of the pirates we will remember in like 50 years yeah
2: absolutely you know he um, won't
1: even be alive but
2: when he first entered the league he was just i was like wow look at this kid and his game has grown exponentially um to the that to the point where now he's very
1: defensively responsible yeah he's been playing very well offensively and definitely defensively too he's been playing pretty decent
2: absolutely so we touched on some injuries and with david Krejci out charlie coyle got bumped up to the second line we had Anders Bjork come back in for Tuesday night's game. Uh, I thought he had a real good game.
1: Yeah. Um, and he... to talk about Charlie Coyle, I want, I want him to do better because we have not seen anything from him for a while.
2: Uh, let's, get, let's put a pin in that for a second. Let's go over Bjork's game, and we'll come right back to Charlie Coyle because yeah, of course. the only thing I, I, I slightly disagree with you on Coyle, and it's just he hasn't scored. He's been around the puck consistently. So
1: yeah, he's he's played fine defensively, maybe he just wants to get more more um you,
2: you want to see a little more scoring touch from him. Yes. Uh and and I agree. Um it I think he only has 3 points for the season. We can
1: Yeah, that's that's another thing. He needs more assists at least. Yeah. He uh, hasn't had quite a big, you know, in the playoffs he played very well. I mean, he was the one He was yeah. like the most talked about Bruin. Yeah, absolutely. In the playoffs. And he, now he's He was easily one of our best.
2: Nick. Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, he was easily one of our best players. Yeah, he's got two points and is a minus three. You would like to see a little bit more out of him uh, with only two assists right now through nine games. Having said that, almost every time he's on the ice, you're hearing his name. He's trying to block a shot. He's taking the shot. He's taking the puck to the net. Uh, I think it says he's got 14 shots. It
1: sort of tells you that he wants to be more defensively for the Bruins' forward lines.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He... um,
1: Maybe that's a that's a bigger focus.
2: I think with him being moved up from the third line to the second line, uh, there's a little more responsibility up there, and you know it's only been a couple game and a half really. But yes, he as far as scoring, I would love to see a little bit more from Charlie Coyle. That's the only part of his game right now that yeah. I, I think is suffering. I don't think that. I I really don't think that he you need to see much more from him defensively. He's very responsible. He like I said, I every time I'm watching the game, I, I hear his name whenever he's out there, and he's always making a play of some sort.
1: Yeah, he is. He's been playing fine this year, but I know he can do better because he's a. He's definitely I think a, can be a star player in the future. You know, you saw him in the playoffs. He played so amazing. Probably oh yeah,
2: well. he was the best trade that. Uh, Don Sweeney has made, if you're asking me.
1: Yeah, from Minnesota Wild.
2: Can I go back to Bjork now? Um, so he, I thought he had a real nice game. He had four shots on goals, one hit, and a block. He, unfortunately, was on the ice for... Whose goal was that for Toronto? Was it Marna's goal? Um, and he ended up riding the pine for a little bit. A couple of shifts he missed because of that. I think it was more of a teaching moment. Cassidy said after the game that he... Didn't hurt himself. And after the game, he was sent down to Providence. It was more of a paper move as uh, the Bruins are tight against the cap. Uh, They brought him back up the very next day. So he'll be in, it looks like, for Tuesday. Uh, Excuse me. He'll be in for Saturday's game against St. Louis. Um, Bjork has been doing real well down in Providence. He has three goals, five assists, and seven games. Uh, in the NHL, through 51 NHL career games, he's got five goals and 10 assists. So uh, yeah. he's somebody who is obviously still learning the game. He had a couple of tough first two rookie seasons, this being his third rookie season because he hasn't qualified as far as games played. And, you know, you, you like to see him get up here a little bit more. They put him down in Providence to get him a little bit more comfortable uh, i'd like to see him up in the nhl right now to see if he's a little yeah more of course
1: i've always loved to see him on the bruins but i think providence would be great for him at least this year and then maybe next year he can qualify for his rookie season
2: yeah i i think the plan for him is just to get him down there for the first maybe quarter of the season and then be able to get him back up um right now you're not really seeing a lot out of and I, and I hate to say it because he scored the other night, but uh, Brett Richie, I, I was thinking that maybe we could replace Richie with Bjork, uh, but then he scored, and I I feel like now I'm just being a jerk to Richie. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with you being on, on that part. I think Richie right now is good for the Bruins. He's been. He's been playing very well. He's physical for the Bruins, which is what they sort of need for the forward lines at least. Absolutely.
2: He's always in front of the net. Uh, He had a nice goal the other night. He he, uh, came off the bench, helped clean up the garbage, and just wristed it right past, uh, I think it was Hutchinson uh, for Toronto.
1: Yeah, Hutchinson. He was their backup goalie for for the home game. Yeah,
2: so... All right, David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. We're talking Boston Bruins hockey. We just uh, we're recapping the Toronto series that we just had. And when we come back, I want to talk more about Tuukka Rask and his 500th game and where he stands all time. This is the Boston Beat Party. We'll be right back. A
0: little circle. Kerfoot gives it away to Corrali, fresh out of the box. He breaks with Lindholm. The shot saved. Lindholm scores his first as a Bruin against the team that gave him his first NHL contract. Stepping in, Sundin, back goal, and save, Rask! Tucker finds the gap, once again, was a beauty! Never forget this moment for Tuka Rask. On the line, stayed on the paint, tip saved by Rask, again to the post, Calls to the doorstep, but Rask got a piece of the puck. On oh, the wrist shot, tip, saved by Rask! And Tuukka Rask shuts out the Rangers, 1-0. Ferment goes cross ice. Heckman Larson shot saved by Rask. Loose along the goal line and not in. His blast saved by Rask. Rask got a piece of the puck. Saved by Rask. First of saved by Rask. Tuka Rask keeps it zero on the board. That was the way they wanted to finish, Dale. It is Tuka Rask's fifth shutout of the season. Tuka Rask, who began the night leading the NHL in shutouts. And the winner of the 2014 Vezina Trophy is Tuka Rask. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, stay in Boston for a long time. Thank you. Nice pass. Down the right wing. Johnson walks in, and a stick save by Rask. For Kucherov and a save by Rask. To Barzell, at the dot, the wrist shot. Oh, what a save. Rick Nash, a dangerous shorthanded player on the breakaway, and Rask stones it to Rask Has become the winningest goaltender in the history of the Boston Bruins. 253 wins as he goes by Tiny Thompson. Shut out for Rask. out
2: oh, Rask, That was some more of Tuca Rask's highlights uh, as we get back into it. I'm Dave Rodriguez here with Tyler Scales. This is the Boston Bee Party. Tyler, Tuca Rask played his 500th game the other night. That is amazing. Uh, yeah, I
1: think I, he played very well during that game too.
2: Absolutely. I believe he is only the 72nd uh, goalie all-time. To play in 500 games, and I believe he is one of 10 active. Um, so Tukarask Rask, he is a polarizing figure around here. Uh, I don't think people really know his stats. I think they just take a look at the year that he had food poisoning and couldn't play in the last game of the year. There are some people uh, on the Blown Minds podcast, our friend Jimmy Shea, who does not is not a big fan of Tuka Rask, but I wonder if he realizes that in five hundred games, he has two hundred and sixty nine wins. He started four hundred and eighty of those games. He is tied first all time in save percentage with Dominic Hashik, who did has that save percentage after seven hundred and thirty five games. Ken Dryden, who played in three hundred and ninety seven games, and John Gibson, who's played in two hundred and forty four games. three pretty good names. Ooh, uh, of course. You know, Dominic Hasek, I believe, I believe to be one of the best goaltenders of all time, him and Marty Brodeur. Um, Ken, yeah. Ken Dryden, you know, the Bruins didn't seem to be able to beat him very often back in the 70s. He came out, he won the Conn Smythe in the playoffs, and then the following year won the Calder So, as Rookie yeah. of the Year. Um, quality, quality goaltending right there he's up with. Uh, I don't understand what people are saying. They...
1: He helped us during the Stanley Cup he playoffs was, this year. So. He was our best player. Yeah, of course. I mean, when the Bruins like did not play well during the finals, he was there for us. He made the game close. Absolutely. If it, wasn't, if it was somebody else like Halleck, I'll be honest, it would have probably been a blowout.
2: Uh, I, I, the, the year Halak had last year, uh, I don't know if it would have been a blowout. My problem with Game 7 and people pinning that on Tuca is he kept you in that game. Even, even after that second goal where Marshawn had a terrible, terrible change, Bailey puts a finger on the guy. Again, tickling people with a feather isn't going to get the job done in this league. Um, he, he was beat on a good shot on a breakaway with no help defensively in front of him, and then the team gave up.
1: Yeah, They, they gave up. did
2: not come out and play very well other than the first minutes of the uh, second period, the, maybe the first four or five minutes of that second period in Game 7, and the game was over after that. It was like it took all the wind out of their sails, and they had nothing less, left to fight for, and it sucked. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It absolutely sucked. I did not like watching the St. Louis Blues raise the cup
1: on our home on ice. our home ice. In That's the, TD the Garden. second
2: time in 6 years we've seen another team raise the cup on our ice. I guess payback's a bitch, so to speak, after we did it to Vancouver, but Vancouver deserved it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if we want to get back into some more all-time stats, 269 wins is good for 48th all-time. Um, he is his goals against average of 2.27. Is 11th all-time minimum of 200 games. All yeah. these stats. And that, I want to
1: just mention that he currently leads the, goal, the, the league in in goals against. Yeah, so at, that, that's pretty good. At a
2: seven he's a sub two 177. These stats all courtesy of uh, QuantHockey.com and NHL.com. Um, he's tied second with one shutout in the year, tied with his goaltending partner,
1: yep. Miroslav
2: Halak. There's also like three or four other players. He's up there on wins with four. These are all minimums of four games this year. I I, I don't understand it. Like your goaltender is not going to win you every game. Your goaltender needs to give you a chance to win every night. And when was the last time Rask didn't give you a chance to win? When he hey, took when he took his family leave last year, and he wasn't hey. playing. <laughs> like he came back from that and he was lights out. Um, he was lights yeah. out from November on the year before that Uh, i i i'm tired of having this argument the biggest disappointment for me with the bruins not winning the stanley cup this past june was i have another year of listening to the tuca hate and all you people need to figure it out like he's a good goaltender stop saying he's not i i I could go on and on but you got to stop me on this one tyler
1: yeah i'm just gonna say i love Tuca. Rest having him as a goalie you know he's He's just been helping us so much for, like, half the games we've had this year, and he's done so much for us. like, you can't just go on him for a a loss. Yeah. The players have to be blamed for it, too, of course.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, he's he's had a great start to the season. I really hope it continues. I want another long run into the Stanley Cup final this year. Yeah, of course. I I mean, I've already told you I'm probably the ultimate Bruins homer, but... um, I I, I I disagree
1: with the ultimate Bruins homer. It's got to be Jack Edwards. Yeah, you
2: know what? And he's he's great. Uh, When he first started on the broadcast, I didn't love him, Um, but I think it was like little jealousy there. (laughs) He grew up in this area. He's a big Bruins fan. Yeah, it's understandable. Ultimate dream job. Who knows? Maybe one of us can replace him one day. I doubt it. Uh, Sorry, Jack. I'm not
1: after your job. Yeah, we love you as a broadcaster. So We, we really do.
2: All right, let's uh, let's take a look around the NHL. I'm David Rodriguez. I'm here with Tyler Scales. This is the Boston Bee Party. Uh, let's take a peek. Two big injuries in the league right now:
1: Miko Rantanen and uh, Vladimir Tarasenko being out for uh, for a little bit. I think Tarasenko will be back for a game
2: uh, in the Bruins. Yeah, Tarasenko hurt himself last night. He has an upper body injury. He left with about five minutes to go in the first period yeah. against LA. Uh, they really are not sure about him right now. Uh, we I'm gonna guess we're not gonna see Tarasenko on Saturday. If um, we
1: don't see him, I think that will be big for the St. Louis Blues. Oh yeah, game.
2: he he's up there on his on their team. He's one of their better players, absolutely. Um, he's not leading anything right now, but um, he's he's like second on for assists and points, I think. So that's a big loss for them. Uh, Miko Ratninen, did I say that correctly? Yes. Uh, he is week to week for Colorado. Uh, He went down against St. Louis, oddly enough, on Monday. He threw nine games. He is tied with Nathan McKinnon for Colorado's lead in points with five goals and seven assists for 12 points. Another huge loss out there.
1: Yeah, that's going to be big for the Colorado Avalanche. That's going to change the uh, game for them. Mika Ratnam is probably their most significant player on that team. Probably more significant than Nathan McKinnon, in my opinion.
2: Wow. What about Landon Skog? uh he's up there he's one yeah, of, of course he's one of their better players yeah i agree uh, that
1: that first line with Lannis gog Braden and mckinnon that's just an amazing line right there yeah
2: uh, easily up there with the bergeron line is one of the best absolutely. in the nhl absolutely you know thank god we don't have to face colorado for a little while i'm not exactly sure when we see them again but i'm glad we don't have to see them although with
1: yeah after our unfortunate loss to them yeah with with Specialism in Nas and Kadri of all people. With
2: Ratnan being out, maybe I do want to see them sometime soon. We see them in December, actually. December 7th It's a Saturday. Stanley Cup rematch coming up. We'll get into that. But I think they're going to be down Tarasenko. Last night, uh, listen to this goal. <laughs> That was uh, Leon Dreisaitl scoring the game winner from Connor McDavid on a beautiful three-on-one play in overtime. That game featured last year's two 50-goal scorers going up against each other. Alexander Ovechkin, who had 51, and Leon Dreisaitl with 50. We talked earlier about Parstinak, uh possibly hitting 50 goals. Those are two guys that, uh, you know, very, very nice names for Pasta not to be put next to it, as well Absolutely. as the Bruins' greats.
1: Yeah, I think Edmonton will be a bit of a problem for us when we face him. It'll probably be uh, Tuukka biggest challenge because you got guys like Connor McDavid just being a playmaker all the time with goals and assists. Yeah, um, and Leon Drysaitel, of course. What's two, uh, two Edmonton Oilers players being the top five for uh, the most points? Yeah, Mc- that's
2: McDavid's got twenty points already this year. Drysaitel nineteen. Last night also featured uh, John Carlson leading the league with 20 points. Uh, he has 4.26 points per 60. That's best amongst the uh, defensemen in the NHL and second in the league too. Yeah, Connor McDavid.
1: So uh, to see John Carlson be the, the, the leader in points as a whole is pretty surprising to me. I honestly thought, yeah, it's the beginning of the season. He's just leading the points right now. Big surprise to me. But now he's right now leading the points with 21. That's just pretty crazy, and he's even got more points than McDavid and Pasta currently.
2: Yeah, he's leading with assists at 16, so he's doing something right yeah, back there.
1: five goals. I think that's uh, pretty big for the defenseman.
2: Yeah, last week when we talked about him, I had I had kind of forgotten about John Carlson until you brought him up, uh, and now I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. So absolutely. Um one of the other surprises we talked about last week was Buffalo. Uh Connor Hutton went into last night's game at six oh and oh a nine forty three save percentage and two shutouts. Yeah, gave up six goals on twenty one shots last night. Not very good.
1: Not very good indeed. Uh lost right the now Buffalo is right now Buffalo is currently one of the le one of was, was the leader in uh in the standings, but in that until that big game with New York Rangers, they just fell down a little bit by one with Edmondson.
2: Yeah, I mean this I think the breakdown is by goal differential, and they have a plus 10 goal differential uh, at 17 points, where Edmonton has a plus 8 with 17 points, so I, I think technically Buffalo is still first in the league. I, I could yeah. be wrong. That's what I thought the first tiebreaker was uh, after wins in regulation, but yeah, a Buffalo, big surprise this year. Carter Hutton, tough game last night. Uh, yep. Yep. Again, I hope the people in Buffalo don't treat him like they treat Tuka Rask around here. Yes, I got that one in. Nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, with Carter Hutton, he currently has two shutouts with the most. Uh, I think he'll get some more, definitely. Uh, Buffalo is going to be probably the the big team that will be in the Stanley Cup. I think he'll. I think they'll make the conference finals with the Bruins. Ooh,
2: I, I like that prediction on October... Yeah, I, I would... What's today? October 25th? Two months before Christmas, you're already predicting Buffalo to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. I love it. I love a bold prediction every once in a while. I'm going to go on a limb and say, you're wrong. But, you know, I would really like to see Buffalo make the playoffs yeah. this year. They. I, I grew up getting, again, watching Dominic Hasek, tied with Tuka Rask for, save percentage all-time at 922. So it'll be really nice to see another team start to emerge. Uh, I think it's good for the league. When yeah. you have these teams that have been on the bottom moving up, the uh, the Coyotes at five three and one right now, they're having a good start to the season. The Hurricanes six three and one. Yes, they made it to the Eastern Conference Final last year, but it's still nice to see them have a good start. Unfortunately, uh, Los Angeles couple games under five hundred. Uh, they were real big at the beginning of this this uh
1: the beginning of this season, and then they just got killed by the Blues.
2: Yeah, I I, I kind of, they were big, I wanted to say this decade, but it was within the last 15 years, uh, the Kings were really big for sure, they had a couple Stanley Cup wins with Jonathan Quick, uh, who is a product of UMass Amherst, I believe, so um, yeah, so you know, there's a lot of, uh, what do they say, parity in the league right now, unfortunately, Chicago, 2-4-2, one of the teams that I've always liked, I'd like to see them do a little bit better, it's again, it this the NHL is great. You never, yeah, you I never know. It. You can try and predict it all you want, but you know, yes, you know the good teams, but they're gonna lose every once in a while too.
1: Yeah. And uh, Dave, I'm gonna stop you right there for a minute. I want to talk about the Ottawa Senators beating the Detroit Red Wings for their first win.
2: Okay. When so, did that happen? Was that last night? No.
1: I believe it was two nights ago. All right. But uh, Ottawa Senators they beat the Detroit Red Wings, and to me it was very surprising due to the fact that they got two shorthanded goals with. Anthony DeClaire getting two of the goals for them. One was a short-handed goal, and one an empty net. And beating the Detroit Red Wings. I understand that Detroit is not exactly a good team at the moment with uh, Mantha and Dylan Larkin on their team. Two yeah, solid players.
2: Mantha's had a good start to the year. Um, yeah,
1: but the, right now the Detroit Red Wings have not been yes. on the wheel lately. But now they've lost to Ottawa. That's just not good for them. And Ottawa right now is currently, I believe, last in the standings as a whole.
2: Yep, uh, right behind Detroit actually, at twenty-two points to twenty-three points. Uh, yeah, it's
1: just the way they won is surprising to me.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five to two over Detroit. That's a that's a big number. I, I did not see that game. I'm sorry. In case you couldn't tell by the fact that I asked if it was last night, but you know, I just watched the highlights. So they had a pretty big second period with three goals in it. So Tyler Bertuzzi's yeah. up there. He had a goal.
1: Jean Gabriel
2: Peugeot. No. Uh, Let me just say
1: Telepatuz is an amazing player. Yeah. For the Detroit Red wins. Four goals already this year. Yeah. So
2: yeah, no, that's uh it's good to see Ottawa get the win. Of I, course. I hate them. I hate Ottawa. Sorry.
1: Yeah, they still don't have Carlson anymore, so the, the only they've changed.
2: The only good thing we've ever gotten out of Ottawa was the Dano Chara. And yeah. I, I used to think Shirelli, but then he put us in Cap Hell. But yeah, I mean we did get a cup thanks to them. So yep. thank thank you to the city of Ottawa. Uh we appreciate you. Good i Now doing, I'll lose
1: some more games for us, please. Good, so good doing business with you.
2: Um I hope you don't make the playoffs, and if you do, I hope we sweep you out. Uh we again I'm not part of the team. I just pretend I am. Going on, the Flyers beat the Blackhawks last night. Four to one. Blackhawks we just touched base on. Unfortunately, not a very good team this yeah, year. I, I don't
1: care about the Blackhawks, which is unfortunate because they got Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tos- Taze on that team. I've learned. Remember? I know.
2: You got it. I, we just got to get you to say Halak right next. You keep saying Halak. Hey, I said Halak earlier. Uh, I know. I know. But you said Halleck first. Sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, San Jose beat Montreal 4-2. to I love it when Montreal loses. Um, I would not care if they didn't make the playoffs, although... The Canadians making the playoffs is absolutely good for the NHL. Any yeah, of course. All the Canadian teams making any of them that make it is good for the NHL. Yeah. The Islanders beat the Coyotes four to two last night. We touched base about the Rangers game. Blue Jackets uh beat the Hurricanes four to three in overtime. Saint Louis five to two over LA and Nashville four nothing over the Wild. The Wild tough start to the season for them. Yeah. Three and seven. I mean
1: but that's another team I haven't been paying attention to because, you know, we got guys such as the the Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, you kind of kind of in, like, the the shadow currently. Yeah, you kind of lose
2: sight of them. Um, old friend Ryan Donato, so to speak, on that team, I don't think he's having a very good start to the season.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have any points, so that's uh, not really good.
2: He's got one point. One assist yeah, which, against Toronto. So.
1: Uh, yeah. But he's been scoreless for – Four straight games, that's Yeah, and it looks like questionable in the last five games he's
2: really only averaging maybe 12 minutes a game. Yeah, it uh, looks like Boston's going to win that trade. Good job, Don Sweeney. We love you. I loved you as a defenseman for this team.
1: Yeah. Doing a mighty fine job. Yeah, and I want to talk about the uh, three upcoming games because I know I'll be looking forward oh, to them.
2: I got one more around the NHL thing that we need to touch about. It is Bruins-related. It's uh, Dennis Seidenberg re- uh, announced his retirement last year after 15 seasons in the NHL, uh, last played in 2018. Fifteen years in the NHL, that's quite the accomplishment. Uh, we, yeah, was... The Boston Bruins would not have won the Stanley Cup without him in 2011. He was a hard-hitting, driving force of that team. Um, yeah,
1: force to be reckoned with. He Amazing
2: player. Spent six and a half seasons in Boston with 23 goals and 17 points uh for Boston in that span. Um yeah, they thought his season his career was over and he ended up extending it for a couple more years. I read something on uh 985.com by Ty Anderson the other day and uh you know, he he reminded me of what a good player Seidenberg really was for us. And then we had to buy, we bought him out. We thought his career was over and he went on for a couple more years. I believe he went over to the Islanders.
1: That was Johnny Boychuk, but maybe I mean, he was with the over there too. I Who think knows? he,
2: I think Seidenberg ended up over
1: there for part of a season anyway. But yeah, I know he went with uh, Matthew Barzell for some stuff too. So yeah, so
2: that leaves Boston with the the Stanley Cup winning team. Uh, I believe five players still on the team and yep. two others still in the league. So you know, it's time to win another one. We need more Stanley Cup winners in of this course. town. <laughs> <laughs> All right david rodriguez here with tyler scales we're talking boston bruins hockey we just went around the league now let's uh take a look at the week ahead saturday night we go for a stanley cup rematch against the st louis blues st louis comes to town they won last night five to two versus the kings braden brandon shen no braden shen excuse me jordan schwartz are the top scorers with eight goals and seven assists respectively jordan Bennington. 258 goals against, and his now backup, Jake Allen, who was the starter to start the year last year with a 417 goals against. I'm assuming we're going to see Bennington um, yeah. on Saturday night. I think they're going to try and put their best foot forward, as I believe we should put our best foot forward. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we yeah. we have back-to-backs. We're going to three games and four nights coming up this week, starting on Saturday. We play the, in the Madison Square Garden against the Rangers on Sunday night. St. Louis yeah. five two and three this year, Boston six two and one. That's gonna be a
1: close game, and I'm gonna be saying right now, I think, I think St. Louis will win this game with, well, actually with without Tarasenko, I think the Bruins will win, but with Tarasenko on, with in this game, I think St. Louis will win by a close margin.
2: Okay, uh, I'm wondering if we're gonna see Nordstrom back for us as for the Bruins as well. Yeah, I I could see. I could see an overtime loss in this game. Um, yeah,
1: because we haven't been doing too well in the overtime period lately. Yeah, it, overtime. Uh,
2: you know, unfortunately, it is what it is this year. It's very early in the season.
1: Yeah, I hope it changes. One
2: overtime loss, one shootout loss. So, yeah, it's still got two out of those possible four points. I don't. I don't foresee this game being anything less than spectacular. Um By yeah. both teams. Uh, I think the Bruins have something to prove, and I think St. Louis would like to say that it wasn't a fluke celebrating their first ever stanley cup so yeah so i think tuca will start that game versus bennington again i think it's going to be your best versus your best as a early season stanley cup rematch uh moving on to sunday night in new york henrik lundquist is not having the best year he did win last night six to two versus buffalo as we discussed earlier yeah
1: but they still let in two goals so yeah that's decent game but not good. His goals
2: against average this year is now down to 325. So, I'm gonna... I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, he's having a little bit of a tough year, but you know, Lundquist is a all-world goaltender.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a bit of a close game with uh, with the Rangers on the away team. I think, yeah, I think Halak will be playing that game because, you know, he hasn't played since the last Toronto game in the, when we were away. So, to have him away again would be pretty good, and then even for the San Jose game, I think we'd have to play him again for two games straight because Rath, if we had, would be playing two games straight with if he played in the St. Louis game, and that's just straight for Halak would be good for us. You think Halak's gonna play Sunday, Tuesday, huh? Yeah, I think he's been. And he'll at least play for the New York game.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think he's gonna be in one of these next three games. I'm not so sure that we're gonna start fully evening out. The goaltender situation I know to start the season It was back It was rotating Every other night For them Yeah
1: I think Maybe for the New York game Maybe Rask will play That one as well For, uh, for three games straight And then Maybe Halak For
2: yeah, The San Jose game They're playing Saturday Sunday So they're gonna I don't I don't really foresee Rask playing Saturday and Yeah actually
1: no, Now that I think about it Yeah um,
2: I, I, Again I, th- I think Probably Me if If I was Cassidy And I am clearly not I do not have the talent to do what I'm doing right now, let alone to do what he does on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> um But, yeah, I think it's going to go Tuca, Halak, Tuca. Yeah. Um Just Tuca's your number one goaltender. We just want to know the stats on why he's your number one goaltender too. So I, I, yet, res- I respect again, your opinion. Yeah, I unfortunately disagree with you.
1: And that's what there is as well. But I think Halak will play two games. So I think he's just been he... – he needs to get more games in. I think he's been playing very well recently. So yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah, uh,
2: he he's been a great addition to this team. Uh, you might might need to sign him to another one year contract, but he might price himself out of this market. Yeah, uh, if you could get him signed, because we don't really have a goaltender ready to come up from Providence right now. So uh, the Rangers are three, four, and one. I believe they had a little bit of a tough start to the season. Let me take a quick look yeah, at that. Then, but I, I do believe that they are starting to turn it around and warming up, and they are. Uh,
1: yeah, I know they lost to the Devils five to two, so that was not good for Lundqvist definitely. Yeah. But they've been playing fine recently. Uh, I think it'll be a close game for the Rangers. I think Bruins will be coming out on top with at least two yeah. goals ahead.
2: Yeah, they had a bit of a tough schedule. They lost three straight games to Edmonton, the Devils, and then Washington, all 5-2. Yeah, those, wow. are,
1: those are three very good teams, though. Oh, so. no, I'm
2: sorry. Edmonton, they lost 4-1, to
1: one, but still. Yeah, but they, that, that, that's just three very good teams there.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. They even lost, they lost to Vancouver, who is an up-and-coming team, 5-3 and three yeah, this year. of course. So uh, that's going to be an interesting game. I, I, I'm from Boston. I hate New York sorry all new york teams especially the yankees uh the yankees i don't even
1: play i don't even watch a lot of baseball
2: the yankees the jets and the canadians are my three most hated teams in their respective sports yeah i'm happy
1: the patriots whipped jets ass but when it comes to the new york and get off the fucking bench you know the fucking bench
2: now i gotta edit out your swears i'm telling you mom (laughs) (laughs) as far as the two the three new york hockey teams Uh, I like Buffalo the best, I like the Islanders second, and then there's the New York Rangers who could burn in hell for all I care. (laughs) Sorry to any religious fans listening to our show. Uh, And then Tuesday night, as you touched on, is the San Jose Sharks come to town with old friend Joe Thornton. Yep. Patrick Marlowe is back. Uh, I actually saw something, and I don't know what it is, but Toronto, who Marlowe played for for one whole season, I believe. Uh, they're going to do a tribute video to him when he comes back to town. So that's just, uh, come on, enough with the tribute videos, people. I
1: I like Patrick Marlowe. He's an amazing player. Oh,
2: absolutely. He was uh, the number two pick the same year that Joe Thornton was the number one pick. Was that 1994? No, it wasn't that long ago. 96, sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Thornton will be retired by now.
2: Hold on. Uh, Now i got to go and do some fact-checking. So San Jose, your buddy Evander Kane...
1: Yeah, you he's know. coming back. I think he'll be in a fight with somebody. I'll be Char again. I hope. Yeah, I hope they have they rematch for round two.
2: I didn't really like.
1: But yeah, actually, not, I, I, I don't, don't really know. like
2: uh, Vander Kane. I know he's a tremendous talent. He was yeah, drafted he, by Atlanta before they moved to Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, he's tied with Tomas Hurdle for uh, nine points <laughs> with six goals, which is pretty good. I think he'll at least get one goal in that game against whoever the goalie would be. If it's Halak, definitely, but with Rask, I will be beats him, robs him of a goal.
2: Uh, and then uh, just to get my facts straight, San Jose comes to town with the number one and number two pick from the 1997 draft. Joe Thornton at number one to Boston and number two, Patrick Marlowe to San Jose. Thornton, of course, was traded midseason for Marco Sturham and a bag of pucks. I mean, I think we got Wayne Primo and who was the other person with the defender we got who didn't like it here. I'm sorry I'm missing his name. But, I mean, that that kind of – that was weird for me. I, you know, I really liked yeah, Thornton but, at that time.
1: Yeah, he was a good player for the Bruins. But for the game this that's going to come on up, we have two big defensemen, Brett Burns and Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson used to play for the Senators. He was yep. the captain of their team too.
2: Two good names. I don't know what kind of seasons they're having. Let me pull up some stats They've for had
1: them. But total combined they've had a total of seventeen points for defenseman that's pretty good for a defensive pair, but I think the Bruins will come out on top with this one again I think the goalies for the for these for the, for the uh, San Jose sharks have not played well recently uh
2: no Martin Jones has a three forty six and Aaron Dell has uh three old yeah goals against we have, we have
1: somebody like David posnick on our team that's that's why we'll come out on top the goal tini, I think needs to get better for the San Jose Sharks and if they do that'll be a tough game for us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Especially and if
1: that... they rob David Pastrnak. That's going to be terrible to see, but
2: Yeah, and San Jose who uh did get Patrick Milo back via free agency this year, uh did lose former captain Joe Pavelski to the Dallas Stars. Um their roster their roster also includes Thomas Hurdle who I think is a fine fine young player.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Logan so. Couture on that team, too. They don't have uh, Pavelski on that team anymore. Yeah, so. He was a valuable asset to the Tennessee Sharks. So
2: so my prediction for these next three games is going to be five out of six points. I think the game that they are most in danger of losing a point in is the St. Louis game. Yeah, um, absolutely. You think they're going to flat out lose, so I'm going to assume, and I'm just asking, you're saying four out of six points? Yeah. Okay. That's going to do it for another edition of the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez here with Tyler Scales. Please follow us on Twitter at Boston Bee Party One. That's Boston Bee Party One, two capital B's and a capital P, the number one. All the audio highlights that you hear are from Nesson and NHL.com. Stats are thanks to NHL.com, QuantHockey.com, and the Nesson broadcast. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks.
0: Boston, both guys, five minutes each for fighting!